Welcome. Hi, I'm Chris Hemsworth. No, wait, sorry. I'm Ethan Sachs, writer of Star Wars Bounty Hunters. I'm Adam Christopher, author of Shadow of the Sith. My name is George Mann, and I'm the writer of Star Wars The High Republic. This is Kevin Shinnick, writer of Star Wars Force Collector. I'm Kevin Scott, one of the story architects of Star Wars The High Republic. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to Star Wars Comics in Canon. The Force is strong with this one. Hello there and welcome to Star Wars Comics in Canon, your guide to the wider Star Wars canon through the comic book lens. And to take you on this journey, I'm your host, Mike Burton. And so brings episode 143. So my friends, we are delving into two of the High Republic comics from Phase 1, but these are the ones that are released for the free comic book days. So one of them was released in 2021 and one was released in 2023. And these are stories that kind of serve as either prologues or epilogues, two stories primarily laid out by Daniel Jose Older. Both sets of stories are written by Daniel Jose Older, and they centre around Lula Talasola, who is one of the stars of the High Republic Adventures comics, which were published by IDW Publishing and are now being published by Dark Horse. And also she features in, again, Daniel Jose Older's book, Race to Crash Point Tower, which gives an alternate perspective on what happened at the Republic Fair from The Rising Storm, but is aimed at younger audiences. I believe it's a junior slash middle grade novel. So the first story I'm going to be tackling is the one from 2021, and it takes place just after Race to Crash Point Tower and just after the High Republic Adventures issue number seven. So it takes place before issue number eight, and that will become apparent because the High Republic Adventures issue number eight starts off with Ram Dromoran being there, and he gets introduced to Lula Talasola and the general gang of the High Republic Adventures comics in Race to Crash Point Tower. So Free Comic Book Day 2021 between issues 7 and 8, whereas 2023 takes place at the very end of the High Republic Adventures from Phase 1, which is after issues 13 and the Galactic Bake Off Spectacular. But let's delve a little bit more into this comic. So obviously it was written by Daniel Jose Older. The artist is Harvey Tolibau. The colour artist is Rebecca Nolte. And it was released August 2021. Now it was released in the trade paperback collection, released February in 2022. And then there's also an omnibus that collects every single issue in the High Republic Adventures comic line of these Daniel Jose Older ones, and that is the complete Phase 1, and that was released August 29th, 2023. Now, the title of the story itself is actually called Attack on the Republic Fair. It takes place 231 years before the Battle of Yavin, which is in Phase 1 of the High Republic, approximately 200 years before the Phantom Menace. And the characters that feature in this issue in particular are Lula Talasola, Zine Morala, Ram Jomaram, V-18, who's a droid, Tip and Breback, who are the Bombrax, and it all takes place on Valo, which is where the Rising Storm and Race to Crash Point Tower are set. Now, if you haven't already checked out my book review of Race to Crash Point Tower, go back and check that out. It was released in February 2022 on YouTube and on the feed of Comics in Motion, but if you're listening on the feed of Star Wars Comics in Canon, it was released May 2023. Just type in Race to Crash Point Tower book review and it should come up. And my book reviews, I structure them in a way where I give you my thoughts on them spoiler-free, then I give a little bit of spoilers, and then I give you a full plot overview. So if you've not read that book, and you really want to know what the story is, then check out that episode, you'll get some really great information on it. So let me read the crawl for this issue. There's not a crawl for the next issue, but there is a crawl for this one. So I'll read that out to you, and then we'll get started on the story. The galaxy celebrates. With the dark days of the hyperspace disaster behind them, Chancellor Lena So pushes ahead with the latest of her great works. 
The Republic Fair will be her finest hour, a celebration of peace, unity and hope on the frontier world of Valo. But an insatiable horror appears on the horizon. One by one, planets fall as the carnivorous Drengir consume all life in their path. As Jedi Master Avar Chris leads the battle against this terror, Nile forces gather in secret for the next stage of Marquion Rose's diabolical plan. Only the noble Jedi Knights stand in Rose's way, but even the protectors of light and life are not prepared for the terrible darkness that lies ahead. Now that crawl is the phase one wave two crawl, so that was before the rising storm, race to crash point tower, and I believe out of the shadows as well. Obviously the Drengir stuff has no connection to this whatsoever. The Drengir stuff is only really mentioned in Into the Dark, and then it's mentioned in passing in the books, but it's primarily taking place in the Marvel comics written by Kevin Scott, which are just called The High Republic. Which again, I've tackled on the show, go check those out, there's loads of them. So let's delve into the story of this. Obviously, these are free comic book day stories, so they're just quite small stories, and they also have other stories within the comics themselves. So there's really only like 10 or so pages. It's fun to read. It's not like a must read, like you have to read this or you're not going to understand what's going on. This is more just like, again, a nice little epilogue or prologue. For me, this is kind of like the epilogue to Race to Crash Point Tower, or it could be serving as the prologue to the second wave of the High Republic Adventures books. And again, the 2023 story called Starlight Coda, which I'll be delving into in a bit. That for me really is is a proper epilogue of the High Republic Adventures comics. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's delve into the story of this one. So with Attack on the Republic Fair, it is narrated by Ram Dromaram, who I absolutely adore. He's one of my favourite characters in this. And he can see the Force as like a geared mechanism in a way. He's incredible when it comes to machines and things. He can perceive intricate parts of machinery, which I love. Like when he uses the Force and he thinks about things, he can like feel the wires inside certain machines. And I seem to recall that in one of the books, he manages to beat a Nile by chasing him on a speeder bike and then using the Force to like pull out a wire or a cable or something inside the speeder bike that makes it not work anymore. It's incredible. And he uses the Force, I think, at another point to fix something of his when he's doing that. I just think it's a really cool way to perceive the force and ram is just such a lovely character as well so again he was introduced in race to crash point tower and then he's in the high republic adventures books and then he's in the young adult novel midnight horizon and all of those are written by daniel jose older so i believe that ram truly is a daniel jose older creation and he also has a story in tales of light and life which i tackled in only a couple episodes ago so make sure you check that out as well because it all connects so this story is narrated by Ram Jomoram. His city is attacked. Now the city itself is called Lenisa City and it's on the planet of Valo, which is where the Republic Fair happened. And this is after the most of the events in the Rising Storm as well. The Jedi essentially need to get as many people to safety as possible. So Ram is a Padawan at the time, but his master seems to be just aloof, I think. He, they're just not really around very much. They're mentioned, I think, in Race to Crash Point Tower once or twice, and Ram has like a little bit of communication with them. But Ram's story seems to be very far away from their master quite a lot. But he's still a Padawan. Lula Talasola, who's in this story, is also a Padawan. Whereas Zine Morala is not a Padawan. She's just a Force-sensitive that was kind of picked up by the Jedi during the Great Disaster. The comics go into a huge amount of detail of Zine and her finding her way in amidst the Jedi while not truly being a Jedi and stuff. Really, really interesting plotline, especially with her and Lula. But if you want to hear all about that, go back and listen to the first episode of my High Republic Adventures comics for Phase 1, which is an episode 86 of Star Wars Comics in Canon, so you can either check out the playlist on YouTube or just search for it. So the Jedi need to get as many people to safety as possible. So they head to the Jedi Temple, and then along the way to the Jedi Temple, they're helping people, they're lifting up debris, they're kind of fighting off the Nile, things like that. 
So then a group of Nile then confront these Jedi and saying that it's their city, not the Jedi's. Ram then gets V-18 to fire some missiles at them. The Nile then scatter away and the group spot that Ty Yorick is on a sandful, flying above the city, but she's being attacked by scav droids. So Lula and Zine are going to help below with the rest of the civilians and the Nile and things, and Ram is going to go help Ty Yorick. So Ty Yorick is a Thalothian, and she is one of my favourite characters in the High Republic. I know I always say that, but she truly, genuinely is one of my top five characters. She's introduced in The Rising Storm, then she gets her own kind of origin story in Monster at Temple Peak. She's basically a saber for hire, she was part of the Jedi, and then for a reason, she left. Now if you want to hear all about that, check out episode 87 of Star Wars Comics in Canon, where I delve through all of the Monster of Temple Peak and explain more information on Ty Yorick as well. So she's flying on something called a Sandville. Now Sandville are reptilian dragons, they're at least 20 meters long, they're apex predators, and they seem to only be in the High Republic, I can't find them in Legends or in Canon elsewhere, but they are in the area because they were being held at the City Zoo on Valo for the Republic Fair, and there's a whole plotline in The Rising Storm where Ty Yorick and I believe Elzar Man managed to calm down these sandvils that I think have escaped from the zoo and are causing havoc, they managed to calm them down, connect with them, and then use them to help fight the Nile, so that's what that's all about, which is really cool in itself. So, seeing this, Ram flies up on V-18, so V-18 I mentioned is a droid, is like a big block box droid almost but he's got like missiles and jet boots and ram very frequently upgrades him and things like that he's like ram's friend so he's one of those droid companions but yeah ram flies up with v18 and then grabs a scav droid so scav droids are kind of these things they look flat-headed with like pincer arms coming out of them they're showing up in the dr afro comics actually i believe at the moment by Alyssa wong it's like part of the dark droids plotline and stuff but they're mainly in the high republic marco and roe use them to strip ships that are fighting the nile and stuff and essentially these scav droids are flying up trying to attack ty and the sandville and so what ram does he grabs one of them and then uses the force to reprogram the inside circuitry of the scav droid then throws it out the way past tyoric and stuff and then the other droids follow it because he adjusted a mechanism within the droid so the other droids believe that it is actually the enemy which is just a really, really cool thing to do. And I, again, I just love Ram Drummeram. So then after seeing that, Ty thanks this small Padawan, and then he lands with V-18, and it shows that Lula and Zine have managed to knock out all the Nile, apart from a couple of them who all run away, and the rest of the civilians are safe, at least for the time being. So that's where that comic ends. Again, it's a really minor story, but it does a really great way of introducing people to Ram Dromoram if they haven't read Race to Crash Point Tower. And then also at the back of the comic, it has an excerpt from the first High Republic comic. So it shows the emergence that happens over Trimant 4, and that's what starts the whole journey of Lula Talasola and Zine Morala, especially Zine's kind of her change of lifestyle and stuff, and it connects with Phase 2 of the High Republic quite a lot in a really cool way. Again, the High Republic Adventures comics are actually fantastic. Like, I know some of the Star Wars Adventures comics are not as intricate, I'd say, as non-all-ages comics, because the Adventures line is meant for everyone, whereas the Marvel runs are more so aimed at teenagers, kind of, and things like that. But even though they're aimed for all ages, they are amazing. The High Republic Adventures comics I actually enjoyed more than the Marvel High Republic comics. They're both fantastic in their own way, but do not sleep on the High Republic Adventures comics. They're amazing, or if you're not going to pick them up or you can't for any reason, check out all my episodes on them because some of the plot lines in there you do not want to miss. But yeah, I think that just about wraps up this free comic book day, at least the first one, so move on to the second one. So, free comic book day 2023. This story is called Starlight Coda, and it is set during the book The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. So this will be some spoilers for Phase 1 of The High Republic. If you've been paying attention to anything to do with Phase 1 of The High Republic when it came out, then you'll know the outcome of what happens. And also, if you've been reading Phase 3, you definitely know the outcome of what happens. So here's your spoiler warning for the end of Phase 1 of The High Republic, and that spoiler is Starlight Beacon 
Anakin gets heavily damaged and then falls to the planet of Aram and gets destroyed. So the Fallen Star, the book by Claudia Gray, that details how that all happened and is kind of the last part of the adult book trilogy in Phase 1 of the High Republic. And this story takes place during that because the High Republic Adventures comics, they finish on issue, I think it was 13, it doesn't actually really show anything past a certain point. So you're just kind of left guessing what happens to certain characters. And so this fills in the gaps a little bit. I, I think this story is more important than the prior story, but it's still really, really cool and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, this story is again written by Daniel Jose Older. The artist, again, is Harvey Tolibao, but the colour artist on this one is Michelle Madsen. Now, Starlight Coda was released in May 2023 and is included in the Phase 1 Complete Omnibus from August 2023, as is the other free comic book, as well as the other High Republic Adventures stuff. So if you have the money and you haven't read any of the High Republic Adventures books, buy the complete Phase 1 of the High Republic Adventures, as it has a ton of cool stuff in there, and I absolutely adore it. Now, if you want to hear my review or a plot overview of The Fallen Star, then check it out on the feed of Styles Comics and Canon in June 2023, or if you're on the feed of Comics, Comics in Motion or on YouTube, you can check it out in April 2022. Now, as I said, this serves as an epilogue to the High Republic Adventures number 13. If you want to hear the High Republic Adventures 13, essentially the final volume of the High Republic Adventures from Phase 1, check out episode 93 of Star Wars Comics in Canon on any feed. Now into the story and the characters involved. So I already mentioned that Lula Talasola is part of this and she is a human Padawan. I mentioned Zine Morala from the prior story and she is a Mickeyan, so she has like head tentacles or tendrils as well. And then we've got Quart. Quart is an Aloxian who was kind of raised by Maz Kanata for a little bit and then was given to the Jedi Order as well and wore the head of a Von June crab for his youth. And then at some point in the High Republic Adventures comics, he does grow out of it and take it off. And that Von Dool crab skull sort of it's a skeleton of a Vondor Krabby, wears it like a mask, helmet-y thing. That resembles what Darth Crate wore in Legends. Now, it's not the exact same thing, but it looks very similar. I think it was a nod. And we actually see a Vondor Crab skull in Dr. Aphra 35 from the 2016 run as well. You see it in like a background thing. I think that was probably meant to be a nod to Darth Crate, but, you know, lots of fun little connections. We can figure out what they do and do not mean. Then there's Fasala, who is another friend of Lula and Quartz and etc. He is a Zigerian. Zigerians were often aligned with wrongdoings because they were like part of the Zigerian slave trade. There's whole Clone Wars arcs about Anakin hating the Zigerians because obviously he hates slavery and that kind of stuff. Whereas it's not really mentioned in the High Republic. I don't know if the Zigerian slave stuff hadn't really happened or if it happened a while ago and then it kind of had a resurgence around the prequel era. I'm not really sure, but I thought I would tell you what species Fasala is. Then you've got Torben Buck, who likes to call himself Buckets of Blood. He is a Chagrian, and so he has like head tendrils that come down the side of his face. He has blue skin. The most famous Chagrian is probably Maz Armeda. He's in the prequel trilogy. He is like with Palpatine pretty much all the time in live action, so you could see him then. And Torben Buck is just an absolute sweetheart. I absolutely love him, and he calls himself Buckets of Blood. I mean, kind of, it's kind of funny, and it's a joke because he refers to himself in the third person at some point, but also he likes baking, and he's in the Galactic Bake Off Spectacular, so I just love him as a character. Anytime he pops up, cracks me up. Now, as this story is taking place at the same time as The Fall of Starlight Beacon, aka The Fallen Star Book, Ram Jomoran and Zine Morala are not in this comic. So they're actually on Corellia at the time in the book Midnight Horizons. So if you want to find out what they're up to, read Midnight Horizon. But in this story, again called Starlight Coda, you've got Lula Talasola who's narrating. So she notes that the prisoner, Crix Camarat, is on their ship. He's meant to be like locked up and things with a couple of the other Nile, but there's a group of these Jedi and Padawans trying to find their way through Starlight Beacon, which is just falling towards Aram. 
It is noted that Master Tarbacan and Obratuk have both vanished, and the Force feels weird on Starlight Beacon at this time. Pieces of Starlight are all exploding, and all Lula can think of is... You never find out what that thought is, but I think it's fairly obvious for any of us who have been reading the High Republic Adventures comics or know anything about Lula and Zine. She's thinking about Zine. Lula and Zine have this sort of romantic connection, it seems. Towards the end of the High Republic Adventures, it seems to be very clear that they both kind of have feelings for each other, and it seems that they're both going to kind of reveal it, but then the whole Corellia stuff starts to happen, Starlight Beacon stuff, and so they don't actually get to really fully tell each other how they feel, and then as Phase 3 has started, we don't actually know where they are. I'm sure it will all come to light, but I have not finished Eye of Darkness. In fact, I'm only like a few chapters in, so it might get mentioned there, but who knows. I also mentioned Masters Obratuk and Tarbacan. Now, I didn't recognise Tarbacan, and I've looked him up on Wikipedia, and I still don't recognise him. He's a Dark Jedi Master, and he only really appeared briefly in the High Republic Adventures comics. No idea what happened to him. Obratuk, however, I really like. Obratuk is a very cool character. He is a Parwan species. Now, you would have seen a Parwan in the Clone Wars. There's an arc, which I can't remember what series it is, but it's when Obi-Wan Kenobi goes undercover as a bounty hunter, and then he and Cad Bane and a few other bounty hunters have to do this cube thing for Count Dooku, and it's like this obstacle course that's like really, really difficult. There's a Parwan there. They can seemingly float. They have the head of like a mushroom, numerous eyes. They have loads of like arm tentacle things. They're very peculiar species. They can live for centuries if not longer. Really, really interesting characters who are Parwans. And Obratuk is definitely an interesting character too. Now he is in phase one a little bit. He's in the High Republic Adventures comics here and there. He's mentioned in Midnight Horizon and stuff, but I'm afraid he does meet his end. He meets his end in the Eye of the Storm comic issue number two. So uh, we get to see him get killed by a nameless who is being controlled by Markion Roe, which is a big shame, but at least we know what happened to that character. So back to the story, we've got Lula, Quart, and Fasala. Everyone kind of splits up into their own ways. There's several younglings, they're trying to get to the ship, the Starhopper. They also hear noises, there's like Nile attacking them. There's also the nameless creatures that are kind of going around and causing havoc. So everything is quite chaotic. Now one of the groups hear a noise from down the hallway, and it sounds to be a noise from the nameless. And before anyone can react, two younglings with lightsabers just run straight down the hallway at this thing, and then there is sudden silence, and then the younglings do not return. So Quart decides to go down this hallway. He flips around and is slashing around and things like that. He does manage to wound a creature. The creature slinks off and runs away. And then he collapses because clearly the creature was feeding on him while he was attacking it. But he managed to wound it just enough before it hurt him too badly. The group managed to pick up Quart and like get him up. And he does manage to push through and walks on. Then some blaster bolts get fired and it shows it is from Crix firing them. So Lula Talasola confronts him. Now, Crix is an interesting character because he mirrored Zine Morala in a lot of ways while also being quite opposite to Zine. So when Zine was first found by the Jedi, when the great disaster happened on Trimand 4, then Crix was with her and they're in this like group of people. It's kind of like a cult that kind of formed from the path of the open hand, but it was like a splinter of them. They basically don't like the Jedi. They don't like the Force. They don't like anyone using that kind of thing. And so Zine has been hiding and repressing her Force abilities for a long period of time. Crix then finds out and hates her for it. And they basically butt heads the whole time. But then Crix goes off and joins the Nile. Zine joins the Jedi. And then it's kind of every now and then their paths cross. And then they seem to dislike each other more and more. And Lula especially does not like Crix. And Crix has become this malicious, vindictive, resentful individual. So the Nile love him. 
So while Lula confronts Crix, we see what Buckets of Blood was up to. So Buckets of Blood, again Torben Buck, talks to someone called Ishnar. Now Ishnar is a Nikto, a Kajain Sar Nikto to be specific there. And Ishnar, she was a part of the Hut clan. More specifically, she served as the head of security for Scarabda the Hut. That was in a storyline of the High Republic Adventures. And also the group from the Vessel were involved, which is Leox Gyasi, Geode, and Afi Hollow. They're all in Claudia Gray's books as well. And in essence, Ishnar kind of joins the Jedi kind it's meant to be on a temporary basis but she seems to get closer and closer to them and is just kind of hanging around with them but yeah so Ishnar actually talks to Buckets of Blood and explains that Fasala and the group around them have all been knocked out by the Nameless fortunately none of them seem to have been calcified as of yet so there is still hope so Buck tells Ishnar to go and get the Padawans to safety and hide their lightsabers change their clothes and try and wear the starlight maintenance uniforms so that if they do come across any Nile they in theory won't be attacked then we get to see that Lula is continuing to pursue Crix. She notes that Aram's atmosphere is getting closer and closer and realizes that Starlight Beacon is not only falling towards the planet, but it's also lost. There's no way to bring it back. Crix then starts to taunt Lula, saying that he outsmarted her, but then he also gets mad at her because she turned his best friend against him. And then she says that she didn't do that, and then seemingly force chokes him and throws him across the room, which I think is a very badass move. Not the best move for a young Padawan, but it is very cool, and Crix is like the worst. So seeing that happen to him, I was like, yeah, go for it. Obviously, not meant to adhere to the dark side of the force and things, but that's seemingly what she does. And she says to him that he's going down with her, and as Starlight starts to crash into the sea of Aram she thinks of Zine and that's the end of the story so with all comics I'd always recommend yourselves pick up these comics and read them because the artwork is amazing I really really like the artwork for these High Republic Adventures comics so hats off to Harvey Tolibau and of course the colour artists Rebecca Nolte and Michelle Madsen because the colours are amazing as well but I really really like these stories they're not like really really hard hitting and they really are again just prologues and epilogues to the High Republic Adventures comic line but I really enjoyed them and it makes me really excited to see what these characters are doing in phase three of the High Republic and I think the comics should be coming out at least the first issue of that is coming out very soon if not just already come out so I am very very excited to read those because I absolutely love it but friends that's gonna be enough regarding these parts of the episode so what have we got coming up well, there's only going to be one week before Christmas. And if I say one week, I mean this time next week is only going to be a couple of days from Christmas. So I don't know if I'm actually going to release an episode by then. I'm going to try and make some notes and stuff. Like I think the Darth Vader comics are the next things I need to do. But I'm not entirely sure if I'll have time to do them just because life is really, really busy. I did recently finish the Phasma audiobook, which is absolutely fantastic. So I will be doing a review from that at some point. Don't know if that will just be on this feed or where that will be. I'm not entirely sure. I have also started reading Eye of Darkness, as I mentioned. I think I'm about six chapters in. So I'm not even like a quarter of the way through, but I'm hoping over the Christmas period, I'm going to read a lot of that. And then hopefully I'll have a review sorted for that in January, because I think the young adult novel, I think, is it Escape from Valor or something like that? I think that comes out in January. So obviously I want to start reading that pretty soon after it comes out. But yeah, make sure you check out my interviews that I released recently. There's the one with Adam Christopher. There's the one with Ethan Sachs. The video versions of those are on YouTube. So go to youtube.com slash genuine chits chat. Please subscribe. If you're there right now, please like, please leave comments and stuff. It helps more people see the show or hear the show or whatever. And then make sure you check out all the other Star Wars related content in the playlists and things like that. I've done like every Star Wars comic that's canon in the Marvel run. So I've done absolutely loads of them. And I am going to start winding down for 2024 as well. I will still be releasing content and things, but I can't keep up the same output I'm doing to be honest with you 
but I will be doing Clone Wars conversations every month in 2024, apart from maybe August, because I'm getting married in that month and I'll be in America for a whole time, but I'll, I'll delve into that when we get there. Um, but I'm planning on releasing one episode of Clone Wars conversations each month. That's where myself, Dave and Math are going to watch a part of Clone Wars and then talk about it. It's going to be loosely a season or half a season per episode per month. So we'll kind of see how that all goes. Obviously, we've done the prequels to those. So we've done the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones and the Clone Wars movies. So make sure you check out those. Wherever you're listening right now, be on the feed of Comics in Motion, Star Wars Comics in Canada, or on Genuine Chit Chat's YouTube channel. All of those places have got those episodes, so you can check those out. And again, on YouTube, you can watch the video versions of those too. And I will be planning to release certain comic episodes in the new year. Obviously, Dr. Afra is finishing on issue 40, and I think I've tackled up to like issue 30-something. And then Bounty Hunters is finishing on issue 42. And again, I'm on like issue 30-something of that. So I'll probably, over 2024, gradually catch up with those ones as well. I'll do slightly different things as we go in 2024, but my plan is loosely to get up to the Dark Droids crossover event, at least for all the ongoing series. I'm going to keep up to date with all the High Republic stuff, but I may end up doing more of a review episode on certain comics, or maybe like an overview, but I will be doing book reviews. So I'm going to still be releasing book reviews. I'll aim to do a book review each month, but it just depends how fast I can read them. You will be getting a Clone Wars conversation episode every month as well, and then I'll do a few other bits and pieces too, but I'll probably release like a bonus episode just to explain what I'm doing in 2024, but I'm still going to be doing genuine chit chat, Clone Wars conversations. Myself, Dave, and Math have got things planned. We could probably do podcast episodes for like two years. There's loads of other cool stuff going on in the background as well, which I'm very excited to talk about when we get there. But I think that's going to be enough from me at the moment, my friends. Otherwise, I'm just going to waffle and ramble and just tell you my entire life story and everything that I'm up to all at once. But just check out the show notes where the guest spots I've been doing and other things like that. Recently recorded Disney discussions, so that episode should be out the day after this episode drops. So keep an eye out for that. Loads of cool stuff going on. But I appreciate you all listening to this, especially all the way up to the very end. If you're on YouTube, please like, subscribe and comment. If you're on any other podcast platform, please make sure you rate and review. It really does make a difference. Please share with your friends. There's loads of you listening on Spotify and the Spotify ratings do not match my listenership. So come on, if you're listening on Spotify right now, as long as you're not driving, please just scroll up and give me a five star review. It really, really helps the show out. Obviously, you can support me on Patreon. We get even more bonus content. There's like 210 episodes of Afterthoughts over there. Lots of Star Wars Legends book reviews. I've got more planned to record. I've actually got one recorded that I haven't yet edited and stuff as well. And you get loads of bonus content from myself and Megan every single week. So please go do that. You can subscribe for a little. It's one pound a month. Then you get access to over 200 episodes of Afterthoughts and one episode every single week. And you help keep the show running. But friends, thank you as always. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll talk to you maybe next week, but if not, I'll talk to you in the new year. But you can pay attention to all the other content I'm putting out on Genuine Chit Chat and YouTube and all that kind of jazz. But in any case, may the force be with you. The intro for Star Wars Comics and Canon is arranged by myself, Mike Burton, and the backing music was made by Eric Matias of soundimage.org. You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.